0: everyone say desire. desire one of the things that jesus said about desire is found in mark eleven twenty four. he says therefore i say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them desire is a very very powerful principle found in the word of god i don't believe this i do not believe that we should casually Go to him in prayer for anything. If we don't have a burning, white hot desire for what we pray for, we might as well just forget it. Amen. Desire is something that is given of God, desire is something that must burn within our hearts. It's very interesting, you know, Brendan and I have been pastoring for a number of years. And one of the questions that we come across very often in people's lives is, I just can't seem to understand. I just don't know what God wants me to do. I'm not sure what his plan is for my life. Well, I think a good answer to that would be this question. What is it? What desire is burning in your heart? What desire is burning in your heart? You see, the burning desire in your heart is is a very good indicator of His will for your life. I'm here to exhort you this morning to follow the fire that burns in your heart. Just like the children of Israel, they followed the fire by night. And in following that fire by night, it brought them right into the land of promise. You know, Paul, teaching the church of Corinth, said this, he said, As it is written, eyes not seen, nor ear heard, neither as have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those that love Him. God has prepared awesome things for you and me because we love Him. Because we not only hear the Word, but we do the Word, and in doing and keeping His commandments, Jesus and the Father has made his abode in our lives. So we understand that God has prepared some glorious things for you to walk in. He has given us paths to walk in. He has given us plans and assignments from heaven to fulfill before he comes. And the scripture says that God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the Spirit searcheth the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Now notice with me in the next verse, and let's read it together in verse 12. Ready? Read. Now we have received... So start paying attention to the desires that God is placing in your heart. And I believe this, that prayer is the first place to find and to form and to fuel the desires within your heart. And that will lead to completely fulfilling your destiny and your call here on the earth. You know, the Lord told me, well, about a month or two ago, son... Stop thinking things up and start praying things out. You know, we're all human. We all can lean to reasoning. We can all lean to our own understanding. Doesn't matter whether you've been in the ministry for 30, 40 years or whether you've been a Christian for a couple of days. We are not to lean to our own understanding, but we are to put our whole weight, our whole trust on Him. Amen. So instead of thinking things up, In figuring out how, in figuring out when, pray things out and let God be God. Amen. Amen. Say it with me. I'm praying praying things things out. See, Jesus was completely yielded to the plan of God. He said, I don't seek my own will, my own vision, my own plan, but I seek the vision. I seek that which is God has given me from heaven. The thing about the master was, is he was a complete yielded vessel. He didn't even open up his mouth unless he spoke what the father gave him. He did nothing independent of himself. He was totally dependent upon his father. And you know, it's a good thing to be God dependent. It's a good thing to place your life in the hands of a faithful God. Not independent, going your own way and doing your own thing, but being God-dependent and saying, Lord, without you I can do nothing. Without you I couldn't even get up in the morning. But I'm thanking you, Lord, that I'm trusting you, I'm depending on you, and you are putting me over, and you're causing us to triumph in Christ. Somebody shout "Amen." amen. And so in John 16 and verse 13... Begin to pray and look on the inside. Look in your spirit. It's like Osteen said years ago. He said, what signals are you picking up in your spirit? What is it that God has for you in 2015? What is it that God has for you? What are the assignments that He is giving you? I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is the perfect one to reveal and disclose and to transmit the will of the Father to you. Amen? Amen. Notice with me. He will not speak His own message on His own authority, but He will tell you whatever He hears from the Father... He will announce and declare to you things that are to come and things that will happen in the future. Amen. Amen. Now look at verse 14. This is awesome. I love this. He said he will honor and glorify me. Listen, a God, a vision from God will always honor him. It will always glorify him. It will not glorify man, but it will glorify the master because he will take of Receive of and draw upon what is mine, and read the rest with me. And will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. Hallelujah! Is God disclosing anything to you in these days? Is God transmitting anything to you these days? Is God revealing some good things for you in these days? I believe he is. The answer is yes, yes, and amen, yes. See, as many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they're the sons of God. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You are developing and you are growing spiritually when you pick up on the cues that come from heaven by the person of the Holy Spirit. You are becoming a mature son and daughter of God when you determine, in my life, I'm only led by the Spirit of God. I'm not head led. I'm not money led. I'm not opportunity led. I'm not educationally led. I'm not medically led. I'm led by the Spirit of the living God. And the spirit of man, you see, it is the candle of the Lord and it will search all the inward parts of the belly in these days. And in these hours, as we look to the Lord for 2015, I'm praying that God, by his spirit, will give you things that you need to hear, that you'll see what you need to see and that you'll be able to do what your father would have you to do. Hallelujah. Now, this is not something you have to manufacture in and of yourself. In Philippians 2, 13, in the Amplified Version, it says this. It's not in your own strength, for it is God who's all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power of And the desire both to will and to work for his good pressure and satisfaction and delight. I believe this with all of my heart that our heavenly father can give you a hunger to do the will of God. I love this one translation where it says God is the one who is constantly putting forth his energy in you. Both in the form of being, your being desirous and of your doing His good pleasure. And so God then begins to reveal His plan. He begins to put those things on the inside of you as you pray and as you get happy in the Lord your God. As you delight yourself in the Lord. He's going to put some wonderful desires in your heart. Look at Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalm 37, verse 4. You know, you can trust Him when He's first place in your life. When you've got a desire for God, you can trust those desires that He's authoring on the inside of you. Amen? When you're sold out to Him, oh man, He's sold out to you. Now read verse 4 with me. It says, Delight thyself also in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you what? Now there's a twofold application there. Number one, if you'll delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the current desires that you have in your heart that are in alignment with His Word. Now, how many of you, let's say, desire a walk of divine life and divine health for the rest of your life? Amen? That's a desire of your heart. Now, listen, as you delight yourself in him, as you put him first, as you put this word first, as you commune with him, you can expect the desires of your heart to come to pass right now. Amen? Now, the second fold application is this. When you get get delighted in the Lord, he is going to put some God-inspired assignments. He's going to put some God-inspired desires on the inside of you. In other words, he is going to author some of those desires. And you don't have to wonder one moment whether those are from him or whether those are from you, when you're delighting yourself in Him, and when you're sold out to Him, you can trust the fact that He is the author of this desire in your heart. Oh, hallelujah. If you will get delighted, if you'll get happy in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. That desire that's burning on the inside of you, don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Don't refuse it. Don't put it off. But pray about it. Let God bring it higher and higher and stronger and stronger in your spirit. That burning desire that's on the inside of you to be a great mom, a great dad. Fan that flame. Hallelujah. Stir up that gift on the inside of you and you will see the desires of your heart just rise up strong. What kind of desires has He placed in your heart for your business? What kind of desires has He placed in your heart to give? What kind of desires has He placed in your heart vocationally? What kind of desires has He placed in your heart educationally? What are those desires that He's put on the inside of you? Let those desires burn strong within your spirit. Don't ignore them. And don't allow your mind to play tricks on you. Because many times we know what he'd have us to do. We just don't know how it'll ever be done. Amen? And it's very dangerous between the what and the how and the when. Are you listening to me? Because between the what and the how and the when is when discouragement sets in. But that's why he's given us the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of us to help us encourage ourselves in the Lord when it seems like that nothing is happening in the natural realm. How many of you have ever experienced nothing happening? Let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Now, here's something I want to say to you. Don't ever measure your success by the complete manifestation of your vision. Don't ever measure success by the end product. Don't ever measure success comparing yourself with someone else's success. I believe this. The success doesn't begin when the manifestation of the vision comes to pass I believe that success begins when we say, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your plan. Success is not always the rewards of the success at the end, but success has to do with the process. You know what? You're a successful person when you don't cast away your confidence. You're a successful person when you get up in the morning and you stay faithful to the process. And there is a process involved in fulfilling the vision and the plan that God has for us. You are a faithful man and you are a faithful woman. In spite of what you see in the natural realm, you keep your eyes on him and you keep your eyes set upon the goal. And you keep pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. When you don't feel like it, you get up on a sunny day. You get up on a rainy day. You get up on a snowy day and you rise up in faith and say, yes, the will of God shall be done this this day. And you know what? That's a successful day. I said that's a successful day. The San Francisco Giants were not a success when they won the 2014 World Series. They were a success in spring training when they had the goal to win the World Series in 2014. They were a success even when they were losing games. They were a success in the middle of the dog days of August. And you, my friend, you are a success in Christ Jesus and He who has begun a good work in you. He's going to complete it. He's going to perform it. Don't you let anybody tell you you are a failure. Don't you let anybody tell you you're not going to make it. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Don't you throw in the towel just because things going tough. I'll tell you when the tough, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. So be committed to the process. Don't be a whiny baby. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a wimp. Rise up and be a champion in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah! He's begun a good work. And He will complete it. So you may know the what. But you don't know how. You see, knowing the what is half the battle. But knowing this, that what God originates, He will always orchestrate (laughs) Mary said to the angel how shall these things be seeing I know not a man and the angel said the Holy Ghost I know I'm yelling I know I'm shouting the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you the power of the Most High is going to do for you what you could never do for yourself. When His super comes on your natural, you got some supernatural power happening in your life. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. I am not a success because we had hundreds of people. On Easter Sunday, Brenda and I are successes the day we hit the California border because we answered the call of God. Don't you dare put off to tomorrow what God looks upon and says, that's my son. That's my daughter. I'm well pleased with their faithfulness. I'm well pleased with their tenacity. I'm well pleased with my son and my daughter. Let God be well pleased with you. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. You have need of endurance. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. And don't you for one moment... Compare yourself with the Smiths, the Joneses, the Browns, or the Thomases. You are uniquely made by your unique God with unique gifts, unique talents. There's no one like you in this earth. And there's no one that can fulfill what God's called you to fulfill. Glory to God. Woo! Glory. And that's something to shout about. That's something to shout about. Your life is not nearly over. Your life is just beginning. These are the last of the last days. And he's saving the very best for the last. Glory to God. So pray about it. Look to the Lord. Pick up those cues. Let him transmit to you a vision. Let him write the vision on the tablet of your heart let Him do on the inside of you that can only come from Him. Oh, my, 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 my. How then do we fuel this desire? How do we keep this fire alive? Well, Jesus said, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and what else? Baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire! Listen to this. Your dream is like a seed that has been dropped into your soul. If you care for that seed, it will begin to grow. If you care for that seed, if you water it, if you feed it, if you think about what God has called you to do, if you'll be like Joshua and not let the word of God depart from before thine eyes, but meditate in what God has said to you. Meditate in what God has revealed to you day and night that you may be able to observe to do all that He's called you to do. Then the Bible says you'll make your way prosperous and you will have some awesome success. You see, thinking in line with the Word of God is part of keeping the burning desires of your heart Fueled by the power of God. Thinking the thoughts of God is extremely important. And He shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth His fruit in His season. My leaf's not going to wither. Whatever I do is going to prosper in this day and this hour. God's not nearly done with you yet. God's not finished with the church yet. His best days are right now. And so get your thought life in alignment with the things that he's called you to do. See yourself. Envision yourself. See yourself doing and fulfilling the call of God and the plan of God for your life. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Abraham went out and he kept his eye on the Lord Jesus Christ. He kept his eye on God. Is it important that we keep our eyes fixed on Him? Is it important that we keep our thoughts in line with the thoughts of God? One thought from God can change your life forever. One thought from God can change your life forever. One thought from God can put you on a path that will lead you to your wealthy place, your place of destiny, your rich fulfillment. Amen. Now, how else then do we keep the fires burning, keep the fires burning? You begin to ask God to cause this seed to grow. You talk to him about that desire and it becomes increasingly stronger. Everyone say stronger. So we could say it this way. Desire is like a fire like a literal fire if you don't stir a little fire a literal fire and stoke it what happens it dies down i can remember way back in the seventies when i met brenda raylene edwards her maiden name is edwards now her name is brenda raylene edwards thomas thank you jesus and we met back there in bible school in the seventies you know and we just fell in love and and I'd go down to the farm where she grew up, and we got married, and then we'd stay at the farmhouse, and her daddy was one of the most wonderful men of God I've ever met in my life. He was a deacon at the Ski-D Assembly of God Church <laughs> there in Oklahoma. That's where we got married. They had a statue of, who was it? Colonel Walters and Chief Bank, Colonel Walters and, Chief Bank- and Ryan, right in the center of the city. So I'm a city boy, and I can remember her daddy. He had great big hands, probably twice the size of mine. And he led worship, and he always had a big smile on his face. And they were singing, and he'd clap and clap and clap. Just such a wonderful man of God. And, of course, we'd stay at the farm, and we'd sleep in the bedroom that, you know, Brenda slept with her sisters when she was growing up. But Johnny liked to build fires, I mean, he liked to build fires. And he loved to get up in the middle of the night and keep putting logs on the fire. He had a special stove that the heat went through this tube and it came right into the bedroom. You could hear him rustling around in the middle of the night. He had the old poker and he was stirring that flame up. He was fanning the flame. And I'm telling you, no lie, it got to be about 100 degrees in that bedroom. (laughs) I mean... It was so hot. It was so hot. But Johnny liked fires. And Johnny knew how to stoke and poke the fire. Well, I'm here to tell you that delight is the poker that keeps the fire of desire blazing and growing in your lives. Delight yourself in Him. Commit your way to Him. Trust in Him. And He'll bring the desires of your heart to pass now listen you've got to stand in the evil day you've got to stand in the day of adversity if your strength is small in the day of adversity you're headed for trouble but it is the strong spirit of a man or a woman that will keep him strong in the midst of infirmity In that day, between the what and the how and the when, you've got to make sure that you keep yourself encouraged in the Lord your God. You see, when your vision and the plan that God's put in your heart doesn't come to pass overnight or quickly, you're a candidate for discouragement. And that's why the Scripture says over and over again that we are to encourage ourselves in the Lord our God. Now, here's a couple ways to do it. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 6. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting something today. I did something today. 2 Timothy 1.6. He says, that, was, that is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers, fan the flame, and keep burning this gracious gift. Now, here's what you need to understand, that the things that God's transmitting to you and the things that he's put on the inside of you is a gift from God. It's a gift from God. And so then, to accommodate this gift and to make sure that this gift doesn't go out, it is our responsibility to stir up the gift, fan the flame and keep burning. Now in Romans twelve, eleven, it says that we are to never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor, but we are to be aglow and burning with the Spirit, doing what? Serving the Lord. The Holy Ghost, listen, will help intensify the desires of your heart. You shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's what I want. That's what I want. Lord Jesus, make her white hot. <laughs> Hallelujah. As you set your sail and you continue to pray, the Holy Spirit is going to intensify His will. Pray this with me right now. I'm believing, I'm believing. for the desire... That represents your will for my life to be turned up. Lord, I don't want my desires to be lukewarm. Make them hot. Make them hot, Lord. White hot for you. Hallelujah. Glory. Now, the Holy Ghost is involved in transmitting this vision to you. But he's also involved in encouraging you in the days where your strength seems small. And we've all been there, right? We've all been there. But the same spirit that gives the vision will help you maintain the vision. And the same spirit that helps you to maintain the vision will be the same spirit that will enable this vision, this plan to come to pass. Now, one of the ways, and not the only way, that the Holy Spirit helps me, and if you look at his word in the Greek, he's parakletos, he's called alongside to do what? He's your helper, right? But one of the ways that he helps me, and I know he helps numbers of you today with the same thing, is the ability to pray in the Holy Ghost. Everyone say pray. Pray In in the Spirit. Praying pray. Pray. In, the in the Spirit. What this does, it bypasses your intellect. Thank God. Because when you pray in the Spirit, you're not praying out of your own understanding. No. You're not praying unto man when you're praying in the Spirit, but you're praying unto God. Yeah. What this is, it's Spirit-to-Spirit communication. Yeah. God is a Spirit, you are a Spirit, and I am a Spirit. The way that we commune with God who is a spirit is through our spirit. That's why he says, they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So speaking in this heavenly language is a means whereby we can have head bypass. (laughs) We can bypass our understanding. You see, he that speaks in an unknown tongue, he's not speaking to man. But he's speaking to man to God. Now the rest of the verse says this, however in the spirit what is he speaking? He's speaking divine what? Mysteries. And literally that word mysteries means secrets. Oh hallelujah. Go to the secret place. And speak secrets to a supernatural God. And a supernatural God will reveal and unveil and unfold those mysteries. And make it known to you. And you'll be able to walk out the plan of God. Amen. Now, I want you to look at, uh, I think it's Jude verse 20. And I want to notice this in the Amplified version. Jude 20, Amplified. This is a real important thing for every one of you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It really is. And not just speaking a few words in tongues when you get filled, but speaking in tongues as a way of life. Now, I know there's the public side of tongues where someone may speak in a tongue. For example, I may speak in tongues. Pastor Tom interpret that tongues. That's for the public side of ministry. But, you know, speaking in tongues is also for our lives individually. Wow! You, you you think about the ideas and the concepts and the insights that come from heaven when you speak in that heavenly language. Oh man, it's just supernatural! It's just supernatural. Now, notice in Jude twenty, in the Amplified version, I saw something here in between service. I want to, I want to uh, reveal to you. It says, "But you beloved, say, I'm one of the beloved. Build yourselves what." That's another way of saying, stir up the gift of God. Amen. That's another way of saying, stay encouraged in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it said build yourselves up. Do ourselves need some building up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like every day, right? Every day. Every day. Every day. Well, here's a supernatural means whereby you can stay built up and not fall behind and fall into the ditches of discouragement. This is a way for you to stay encouraged in the Lord your God by speaking in the Spirit supernaturally. Now notice this. But you, beloved, build yourselves up founded. Now when we look at the word founded there, we immediately think of foundation or something that is, you know, we can stand on. Founded on what? Now, your most holy faith. Now, let's take a step back and let's ask ourselves this question. How does faith come? By hearing. hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. So, faith begins where the will of God is known. Or faith begins where the Word of God is known. Uh Amen? Uh So, we see then that... When we are building ourselves up, founded on our most holy faith. Listen, just as faith comes by hearing the word of God, the rhema of God, faith, this is what I want you to see, faith for your life, faith for the plan that God has for you, faith for the vision that he's placed on the inside of you, faith for that also comes by hearing. Does it not? Not necessarily hearing the Word, but hearing what the Spirit is saying to you. The question I have for you is, what is the Spirit saying to you in these days? Okay? So if you know what the Spirit is saying to you, the way that you keep that from escaping your life, and the way that you hold fast to that is you pray in the Holy Ghost... Founded on your most holy faith, what God has spoken to you, and here's what happens. You make progress. You make progress. Have you found out that visions and plans from God are progressive? Yes. Yes. There are a process involved in them. Uh-huh. And the more that you pray in the Spirit, the more you personally will stay built up during that process. And you will make progress. Now listen. And you will rise like a building. Higher and higher. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit. So this infilling of the Holy Spirit is extremely important for you when it comes to staying built up, And when it comes to maintaining the vision that God has put on the inside of you. And in a few moments this morning, we're going to invite people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now quickly turn to Habakkuk chapter two. Chapter two. Habakkuk chapter two. Now, there is great value. Listen, don't, don't, don't coast on me now. I know it's getting near 1230, but stay hooked up. Listen very carefully. The value of writing your vision down is an absolute must. You must write your vision down. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Do what? Write the vision and make it plain. Somebody say like Lily said, make it plain, Pastor. Come on, help a preacher out today. Make it plain. (laughs) Make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. Listen, I've discovered this. When I write things down, it produces clarity for me. And it produces clarity for those in the church as we talk about the vision of the church. So writing vision down then in your individual life will help you make it clear and make it plain. But now listen to this statement. Clarity is the essential element of momentum. Clarity is the essential element of momentum. And momentum is what gets you up in the morning. Momentum is what enables you to run. The vision, even though it might tarry, wait for it because it will surely come to pass. Now, I want to share with you a few things. I'm going to do a handout next week that will help you as you look to the Lord in these days and in these hours to cause your vision to become clear. When you're seeking God's will and you're seeking God's plan, consider the following. What are your natural talents? What do you do well naturally? I mean, you know, if if your goal is to be a CPA and you've never balanced your checkbook, you're in trouble. If your goal is to be an opera singer and you can't carry a tune in a bucket, you're in trouble. What are your natural... What do you do well naturally? What do you do well naturally? Then secondly, what are your inward desires? What is it you want to do? What is it you want to do? Number three, what is your affirmation and recognition? What do others confirm about you? You see, in the multitude of many counselors, there's what? There's safety. What do people confirm about you? I can't tell you the number of times I've sat in my office and people have come to me and they've given me thus saith the Lord and what the Lord told them to do and what they're going to do and thus saith the Lord and this is how it's going to be and this is what I'm going to do. And so I said, well, what would you come in for? Because it didn't leave me any place for counsel if I wanted to give it. I said that in my heart. But it's, it's a wise person that has wise people around them. I better say that again. It's a wise person that has wise persons, people around them. Not the counsel of the ungodly, but godly counsel. I've submitted myself to such people. Amen. You know, you get something in your heart, there's nothing wrong with you going and sharing it with somebody that's a trusted brother or sister in Christ. Hey, listen. And, uh, I mean, a spiritual person. Yeah, yeah. Not a person that's going to put your fire out. Not a person that's going to say, well, how's that going to happen? How this? How that? Yeah. I'm already asking myself those questions. I don't need to hear that right. from you. Yeah. You listen? Oh, yeah. How? 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 I don't know how. I just know who. Yeah. You don't have to have all the steps no. and all of the answers to step out. I'm going to say that again. You don't have to have all the steps and all the answers to step out. All you need sometimes to do is just take the first step. But it's a wise person that surrounds himself with wise people. In the multitude of many counselors, there's what? There is safety. So what do other people say about your vision, your plan? What is being confirmed What burns on the inside of you? What is the burning desire of your heart? Amen? Just some food for thought. And then, what are your burdens and passions? What convictions are you compelled to pursue? What convictions are you compelled to pursue? What breaks your heart? What do you see out there that could be? What do you see out there in the world that should be? What are you passionate about? What are your convictions? Are you just coasting till the rapture of the church? Listen, men and women of God that know the plan of God are never satisfied with the status quo. And if you've kind of fallen into that ditch of the status quo, listen, let me send a rope down there for you. And let's pull you out of that. And let's get you back on your feet. Come under the shield of faith with us for a while. Amen? Now, now, there's nothing wrong with being down. What's wrong is staying down. What is your fulfillment and satisfaction? What do you deeply enjoy doing? What do you deeply enjoy doing? One person said, here are some components of a long-term vision. You must have a clear image. A clear image. It serves as a blueprint on the inside. I'll guarantee you, on May 3rd, if I stand up here and share a vision with you and it's fuzzy to me, it's going to be fuzzier down there. positive change it always will involve improving present conditions visions that are from God have a future focus it furnishes direction to an unseen future a component of a long-term vision is that it is a gift from God it's not forced it's not manipulated it's inspired of him And then it's always for a specific people for a set time. The value of a vision starts within you. How do I feel about this? When you consider vision, sometimes it's good to look behind you and ask yourself, what have I learned in the past? And then look around you. What's happening to others? And then look ahead of you. What do I want to accomplish? And then look above you. What part does God play? And then look beside you and ask yourselves, what resources are available to me? Listen, don't wait till all the money comes in to get started. Do not wait. Do not wait until perfect conditions. Before you start, start today. Stay faithful to the process. God will do for you what you could never do for yourself. Listen, I am amazed at the faithfulness of God. I'm amazed at how many times He comes through again and again and again and again. And if he's come through again and again and again, he will do it again. Hallelujah. So stay faithful Monday morning. Stay faithful to read the book. Stay faithful to be in church. If you want your vision to come to pass, get involved with somebody else's vision. Get involved with a bigger a vision that's bigger than you and bigger than yourself. Get involved. If you want things to come to pass in your life, start sowing to some of your spiritual fathers. And I'm not necessarily talking about me. But get involved and pull your sleeves up and get involved and help somebody else that has a cause. David said, look, he said, Is there not a cause? As you look around the San Francisco Bay Area, is there not a cause for people to be delivered from drugs and alcohol and homosexuality? Is there not a cause for the hungry to be fed and for the naked to be clothed? Is there not a cause for cancer, folks, bodies ridden with cancer to be healed? Oh, there's a cause. There's a cause. And it's not just some sort of worked up cause. It's the cause of Christ. And it can only be answered by men and women like you. Who will answer the call. And say I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Lord here am I. Send me. Use me. For your cause in the earth today. How many of you are going to do that? Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Well, have you been encouraged today? Thank you, Lord.